Bramble Jam Podcast. Live from the North Pole, it's time for Christmas Morning, the daily show where every day is Christmas. Here are your hosts, Brand and Scott. And also Shannon. Well, hello everybody, it's your good friend Brian. I'm here with a couple of friends today. Holy smokes. Hi, Scott. Hi, Shannon. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. How are you guys? I don't think we've had a Christmas party land on a Wednesday. I almost, I feel like this is cheating, but I don't call the shots here. The calendar does. Well, you're in rare form today, Brian. How's it going? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you? I don't think I'm as excited as you are, but I'm doing great. Why? Why the heck are you not excited? I mean, granted, Scotty, you can't see this. Like, we decorated the set here uh, at the North Pole. I don't Uh, know why you can't see it. Take your blindfold off. It looks amazing. Okay, blindfold is off. Oh, there we go. Everything is good now. There you go. There's something about decorating for Christmas that just, it just, it just gets me in the, I mean, I I, I guess I can... I decorated for Christmas. That's why I'm so freaking pumped, Scotty. I'm just freaking pumped to be here because, you know, it's another Christmas party and it's now like officially the Christmas season, according to like, it sure is, you know, everyone. And, you know, uh, maybe the reason why you're not so pumped is because, you know, Bran has a red shirt. I have a green shirt. We have the red and green like Christmas theme. And yours is like blah. Yeah. What are you doing? What is that? You know what? I, I I didn't do laundry before I left for the North Pole today. That was the Uh-oh. problem. So eh, whatever. Everything is good. You know why else I'm excited, Scotty? Why? Because a week from today, we, we go week uh, daily. And uh, I'm just all the way in the Christmas spirit. I, I've got my Hallmark movies on. I've got the, the decorations are around me. And to know that we're going daily in a week, it's a little bit too much for my heart to handle. I, it's just bursting with happiness. Uh, it's bursting with work. Wow. I'm a little bit hesitant because of how much work it is, but that's okay. Um, I think I'm channeling my inner Daniel today. I don't know. I'm just a grump. You need to go back to bed okay. and get up on the right side of the bed, not the wrong side, because you woke up on the wrong side. I like that part where you told me to go back to bed. That sounded <laughs> awesome. Scotty, this is not yeah. going to be fun if you don't get it together. All right. Hold on. Let me do some jumping jacks in place. All right. I am pumped. I am ready. Wow, that was a really impressive jumping jacks you just did there. I didn't know you were that flexible. You did a backflip, too. That was wild. So this is our last Christmas party of the year, but let's not be sad about that. We'll find a way for Shannon to come back during the dailies. I don't know how that's going to be, Bran, but we'll do it. Yeah, I, I think it is only right. Maybe um, s- uh, I was going to say Saturday, Shannon Saturdays, but we take Saturdays off. So no. No, <laughs> but we'll no, figure no. something out. We'll figure something out. As much as I love seeing Shannon, I don't want to come back on a Saturday during daily season. That sounds like a lot of extra no, work. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. No worries. No. But I'm, I'm excited. We got a, 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 a huge, oh my gosh. huge day today. Quite the party. But I think it only makes sense to start with the countdown. I think so, too. Two months! Two months! Come on, cheer! Yeah! The elves are going nuts! What? Very exciting. It's very exciting. 
very exciting around here. I had to look it up again, and two months didn't sound right. And I said, Siri, how many months until Christmas? And she said, there are two months until Christmas. So, all right, well, she's the authority. So I guess that's what it is. But no, it's too soon. I know. Push it back. Everybody push it back. Let's make it four months. It's never enough time. It's well, it's hard because I don't obviously I don't want it to be after Christmas, but I do Mm -hmm. want it to be Christmas. And so I'm excited about the two months personally. Here's the challenge I'm facing. It's either too far away or too soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's a you're in a real sticky situation there. It is a sticky situation. Can I get something out of the way real quick before we go into our, our regular uh, stuff? Schedule program? Sure. Normally, on a regular Wednesday, we would announce the winner of last week's battle, mm-hmm. or we would wait until the following Wednesday, but we start dailies, and so we're kind of in a weird spot. So I can I just announce the winner of last week's battle, Scotty? Yeah, go for it. Um, it was it was an exciting one. It was it came upon a, a midnight clear or the midnight clear, as some people say. Some might say that. So that's exactly right. In last, hold on, play- Shannon. What do you say? A A. Yeah, I think I say A also. Yeah. yeah. But when you Google it, it, it like corrects you. It's like it's the. It's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, in last place is it came upon a midnight clear by Angela Carol Brown, um, which. I don't remember. Who brought that one? (laughs) Well, since you didn't prepare me for this, I didn't have it up. I believe that was the listener. Let me check. Okay. Um, In second place with 24.5% of the vote, which uh, doing quick math means that the winner won by a lot. But uh, this is uh, by Greg Pope. Greg Pope. Which uh, I brought, I believe. Yes, you did bring that. Now, it's all coming back to me now. Yes, Angela Carol Brown was the listener. Greg Pope was the brand. Which means 62.2% of the vote. It came uh, from Alexandra Caselli, which was brought by Scotty. I didn't think this one was going to win. I brought this one because the listeners have already locked it up. So I said, all right, I'm just going to bring what I like. I can't win with it. More than fair. But ultimately, it didn't matter because the listeners won the season anyway. So congratulations to the listeners. Congratulations. How do we give them all prizes? Oh, gosh, that's that's tough. Well, how about this? Here's a prize for you. We're going to be um, releasing a Christmas morning T-shirt in November. And so that's Woo-hoo! the prize. That's the prize yeah. for all of us. We've heard your demands. Scotty's been working uh, hard on a design. And uh, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So be on the lookout for that. Woo! And also sticker, a sticker for people who said, hey, the shipping might be a lot to my corner of the earth. So we said, all right, let's do a sticker, too. It won't have our faces. We nope. wanted people to wear them. Yeah, everybody is going to be very happy to know it does not have either of our faces on it. Mm. One of the first Deck the Homework designs we did was silhouettes of our faces. We each had a shirt. <laughs> I remember that. And I was like, man, this is so fun. No one bought those shirts. Nobody cared. That's because with your beard, it looked like a lumpy monster. It did. It looked like, uh, go go figure, our silhouettes are somehow worse than our regular faces. <laughs> Didn't see it coming. Um, we got a big, big show, so let's get started, Scotty. Yeah. What do we got first? Can you lead us into some Christmas traditions? And please tell me we're not doing acapella today. We're not doing acapella, although you crushed it last month. I have um, a device here that I got for Christmas last year. It's the RBA by... Artifon, and I have used it all of three times. Yep. I sold mine because I never used the thing. I found it today and I said, this will be fun. So here we go. Here's uh, Christmas traditions. 
Well, with fidelity like that, I can't imagine you not using it. Christmas traditions, Christmas traditions, Christmas traditions, yeah. It's better than the acapella. All right. Yeah, the acapella was pretty magical. Uh, Shannon, would you read our first email from Megan Vollmer? I would love to. From Megan Vollmer. Though not a Christmas tradition, since we are so close to Halloween, I wanted to share a Halloween tradition that has a Christmas flavor. Here in St. Louis, for reasons I do not know, it's a tradition for kids to tell jokes at each house. Wait, wait. Tricks or treats. So it's a trick, right? Yeah, I think so. When they go trick-or-treating. As a kid myself, I remember scouring joke books to find the best one. Bonus points if the joke aligned with my costume to make sure I got extra candy. Sweet little vector. Sweet little Victor just recently turned two and doesn't have the biggest vocabulary yet, but he has been able to learn the punchline to a Christmas-themed joke. Here's a recording of his joke that he'll be saying this year when he trick-or-treats. Okay, I have the recording. Are you guys ready? We're ready. What do you call an old snowman? Oh. Okay, if you couldn't make it out, the joke is what do you call an old snowman? And Victor's answer was... Wawa or water. Oh. Hold on. Let me give it its due here. Waka waka. There you go. There you go. I just like to say I don't like being upstaged by a two-year-old. I think Victor should be doing the jokes. Yeah. That's all I, all I have to say. Yeah. We're looking for a new uh, co-host for the party episodes, Brand. If anyone's interested, let us know. Oh, well, I'm actually with Shannon on this one. <laughs> yeah. You're getting rid of me? What the heck? Listen, did... Two-year-olds, man. They're cute. They're so cute. Can't compete with a two-year-old. So cute. Yeah, you can't compete with a two-year-old. You know what I say about kids? They're cute until they ain't. Wow. And Victor definitely is. That's why the um, Honda first day of Christmas joke works way better when my five-year-old says it. It's mm-hmm. just it's just cuter. I mean, as cute as you Thank are, you. Scotty. I appreciate that. So cute. We're going to put your face on a t-shirt. <laughs> that was great. It, and I just want to say really quickly, Scott was so excited this week because he got a brand new joke book for Ooh. the holiday season, and he sent me a picture of it. He's very excited. Uh, just perusing it, Scotty, how are the jokes? I got two things. I got a joke book and a Would You Rather Christmas edition book, and I think Ooh. that is going to carry us through the doldrums of next year, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty excited about that. I'm so excited. Shannon, get ready. I'm ready. Okay. Was that the end of the email? Happy Halloween and a very Merry Christmas to you all. We can't forget that. Yeah. Victor, of you're adorable. adorable. Megan, thank you for sending that in. That really started the episode off right, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And anytime Victor wants to send in another joke, Jokey Scotty will stand aside. <laughs> Jokey Scotty. We'll work on that I, title. <laughs> we're still Jokey workshopping Scotty. that. Wow. Jokey Scotty. What's next? Okay, so we have a segment that we've never done before. Oh. But we have enough content about this one specific topic that we're going to do it. This is Christmas decorating. Christmas decorating, y'all. Put up the lights. Okay, now that is getting good. That's real good. That's real good. Brand, do you remember we've had some questions about decorating with pets and cats (laughs) specifically? I do recall this. It has been uh, more of a a conversation than I anticipated. Yes. (laughs) You got it. Lenora Gilbert Uh, sent us in a clip about it. So here we go. Hello, all you lovely Christmas morning people. It's Lenora here from Arizona, your Christmas freak on the street. And it's October here, and it's doing 75 miles per hour in that 35 mile per hour zone. And the Christmas season will soon be upon us. 
Today, I'm going to answer a listener question from a while back about how to handle the situation of cats and Christmas trees. I put up five Christmas trees a year and have two cats each year. We start out with a clean slate on who will break the most ornaments, cats versus humans. Sometimes it's a cat and sometimes it's the human. I choose artificial trees, which is easier as they aren't quite as enticing to cats. I'm not bringing in the smells and feels of nature inside the house. Uh, with real trees, you need to be mindful of your cat eating the needles, especially pine needles, as they get drier. Um, they can get stuck in and puncture their little GI tracts. And that's a vet bill that nobody wants to have during the holiday season. The water at the base of a real tree can be toxic to all your pets as it may contain preservatives and fertilizers used to grow the Christmas tree um, and also the other additives that you put in to help keep the tree fresh through the season. Uh, you need to keep that covered up and away from all your pets. Another issue with real trees is the balance issue. They might be lopsided, top heavy. Um, to help with that, you need to secure the tree to the wall and use a heavy tree stand as a good base. I have one that's 35 pounds. I can barely lift it, but it sure makes a good base if I need it. Um, there's three types of kitties, um, general personalities. I am lucky I have cave kitties and they prefer to be in something or underneath something. Uh, cats love texture, so for my trees, I use a soft, furry tree skirt on all of them. Uh, the cats get under there and they think, hey, this is a nice place to have a nap. I have the more precious and sentimental ornaments at my eye level and the less fragile at the cat level. This tends to be the wood, metal, fabric objects. I also have metal bell ornaments at the bottom of the trees. This allows me to hear if any activity is going on with a particular tree and then I can go directly supervise it. Another type of cat personality is the beach kitty. These are the kitties that just lay in the middle of the floor, in the room, they're always underfoot. They're not really your troublemaker kind of kitty. But if you have the third type of kitty personality, the tree kitty, you may want to rethink having that Christmas tree. These are the cats that climb everything. Those are the cats that say good morning to you from on top of the refrigerator, they're up on the cabinets, they're up on the shelves. You might just have to keep your Christmas tree and the cat separate, a room with a door that closes. Make sure all your ornaments are secure to the branches of your tree. Pinch those tree hangers closed. Don't let anything dangle too much. I only have the tree lights on when I'm home. Um, it's possible for your cat to electrocute themselves, so be careful with that. You can use deterrents under your Christmas tree to help them stay away from your tree. A baggie with holes in it that contains citrus might work. Um, cats tend to not like the smell of citrus. You can use double-sided tape uh, to tape off an area around your tree. They don't like that sticky on their paws. They also don't like foil, so you could just you know put foil down in an area or trying to keep them out of. I also uh, put out a new cat scratcher each holiday. You can get these holiday themed box scratchers from places like Target, PetSmart, Amazon. Um, it fits in with your holiday decor and it gives a safe place for your cats to play. Just cover it in some catnip and redirect them over there. I also have a Christmas theme toys that I bring out. Uh, picture the pull and string type. Um, they're new to them. It gives them something to play with that, that's theirs and, and it's okay for them to play with. Um, some people also do the same with cat condos and other small toys. 
anyways, I uh, hope these tips can help uh, keep the Christmas peace in your home through the holidays. Happy holidays, everyone. Well, thank you, Lenora. That is not our only piece of cat decorating tip today, if you can believe it, Shannon. Wow. I'm speechless. But no one does it like the Christmas freak on the street. No, no one does thank it you. like, no. Thank you, Lenora. She also sent in a picture of a kitty. And I don't know, I can't remember if she said this is her kitty. I would assume so, right? Like you, <laughs> <laughs> you can't just be sending random yeah. pictures of cats that aren't yours, right? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta get permission first. You know, Brand, this could be a good thing that we could do for some of the, the daily content is send us your pictures of pets with your Christmas decorations. I always want to see everybody's pets. Everything except a snake. That weirds me out. Don't do that. But if it's cats or dogs Ooh. or ferrets or guinea pigs. What if somebody knitted a sweater for a snake? <laughs> If the snake had a sweater on, and specifically a Christmas sweater, Scarf? then I think I'd be okay with it, but I'm still scared of snakes. But maybe less. I hate snakes, dude. I hate snakes. If I'm watching something and there's a snake, I actually lift my feet up. Like, right? <laughs> I've just noticed that I'm doing it. It's not something I'm like, oh, I like, I've, it just happens. I'm like, oh, it might, there's a chance that the snake comes through the TV. And if it does, I want to be prepared. What if it falls from the ceiling, though? Oh, for- oh gosh. Shannon? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know what? I'm with Scott now. Get out of here. <laughs> Burn the house down and move. That's so that's what sorry. I would have to do. Look, it's it's we're we're almost at Halloween. We need some Halloween things. <laughs> Halloween is scary, scary enough. Stuff. I don't need to think about uh, snakes falling from the <laughs> ceiling. I can watch literally any scary movie. It doesn't bother me one bit. But you show me a video of a snake in a house, uh, it, it sits with me for for years. Yeah, I just saw one the other day on Instagram. It was like, oh, we thought we had a snake in the garage, so we hired someone to come get it. And nope. then there were 16 nope. baby rattlesnakes. I'm like, oh. oh gosh, no. Okay, okay. Only nice stuff now. <laughs> kittens and puppies. Kitten puppies, okay, ferrets. Send us some pictures of you. kittens and puppies only. Thank you. Shannon, could you read us our email that came in about decorating with cats? Speaking of kittens, yeah, uh, from snakes. Marielle. Abbott, I wanted to respond to one of the listeners' questions about how to decorate with cats. I have two orange tabbies that are little monsters. Mm -hmm. I love to decorate for any holiday, but I have had to make a lot of changes because of my destructive cats. Uh They are spoiled darlings most of the time, but I've attached two videos for reference on their craziness. One likes to climb walls, and the other somehow finds his way on top of doors. Speaking of animals falling from above. I haven't been able to put up a Christmas tree since I got my cat, so instead, I put up a tree garland with lights around the borders of the ceiling in my living room and hang ornaments off of that. It's generally high up enough that the cats don't try to get to the ornaments. Putting up the garland is a process, though, as they play with the end that isn't hanging up yet. I have a tradition of listening to the first two episodes of Deck the Hallmark, which are Rocky Mountain Christmas and the interview with Palaha, while I put the garland up because it helps balance out my frustration and tired arms. Mm. The episodes help her with her tired arms. That's fun. Also, I have a small Christmas village on my mantle, and I will put pieces of tape down where I want the houses to go. Then I will hot glue the houses to the tape. This keeps them in place if a cat is attempting to knock them over. And it's easy to remove slash renter friendly when taking the village down. I use this method with other trinkets around my apartment to keep them from being pushed off a shelf or used as a toy. I hope this is helpful. I would love to hear if anyone has other suggestions for how they decorate around their animals. 
Now, she sent in two videos of her cats here. Now, I put screenshots in because you can't put a video in the Google Doc. One is the cat standing on top of a door. And I have never seen this myself in real life with a cat. I've seen videos of this. Oh, my goodness. Okay. My favorite part of this picture, besides the cat that's got his claws around a, like yeah, the a side wall, of a wall. wall. Yeah. But my favorite part is that I think his eyeball is glowing of <laughs> them, which is also like evil cat, you know, vibes yeah. up there. Unless it's a Christmas light, but it looks like that the cat's eye. Uh, so. I'm pretty sure in the video, the cat's <laughs> eyes are glowing like some sort of, uh, I don't know, dark Brandon thing. Demon I don't cat. know. It's, <laughs> and, and there's a little voiceover in it, in it, too. So definitely check out the video. I'll put it on our Instagram. That's fun. That's fun. I think this concludes our decorating with cats segment. <laughs> for now <laughs> that's great we have a lot of information here uh but please no no joke send in photos of your pets and christmas stuff i love it i love every single bit about it i have photos every year of my cats laying on the tree skirt underneath the tree and they're just my favorite every year i uh can't wait until next month's um uh, segment on cats. I think it's really going to blow this one out of the water, even though this one was great. But wait, I mean, now that people know yeah. that this is a segment. It's kind of unfortunate we're not doing a Thanksgiving party because I'm sure Thanksgiving with cats is a oh, rich vein of information. I, I still think we should do it. Forget about it. we should do it. Okay, we'll take that one under <laughs> advisement. I hope our next host, Brand, doesn't doesn't push for all these extra episodes. <laughs> Listen, it wasn't me. You're the one coming up with all these extra episodes. Anyways. Guys, as much as I have loved talking about cats. I do think we need to take a break and we'll come back and we'll get to some other uncat related things here on Christmas morning. We're back, everybody. We're back. Brian, I don't know what to call our next segment because it is one piece of content and it is an entire segment to itself. Wow. wow. So for lack of a better term, special feature? I don't know. Special feature. That was so weird. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> You're welcome. Brian, do you remember listener David Hatfield sending in how he is a Santa at a living history museum? You remember the, the long coat? You really liked the long uh, robe? I love the wrong, long robe. Yes, exactly right. <laughs> okay. Now, David attended the Charles W. Howard Santa School in October, and he sent us audio clips Every day wow. from it. Wow. Is this allowed? Is this legal? I don't know, but it is absolutely incredible. But I do want to make a warning here. This part is probably not for small ears because David learned a lot of special behind the scenes Santa administrative oh. stuff that we don't want the magic to be spoiled. So if you're listening with small kids, jump ahead about 11 minutes now. Hello, Brandon Scott. This is Dave Hatfield with your report on day one of the Charles W. Howard Santa School. Now, when I first got there on Thursday, October 5th, you go in, check in, get your information slash welcome packet, and it had your name tag. And inside was also a wood carved pendant, a little circle with a it said CWH Santa School with a little heart in 2023. The ribbon that you wear around your neck for first timers like me, I had a green and white striped ribbon. For people that have been in the school before, it was red and white. When you walked in, there's cookies, lots of cookies, several tables of cookies, and then coffee, tea, water. And so you would get some cookies, sit down, and get to know your fellow classmates. 
At nine o'clock, we were all told to go into the auditorium and that's where classes began. We were told that being a Santa is not a job, it's a privilege. We were told what to say if you're asked if you're the real Santa. And then we were given a little bit of history of the Santa school, which of course, Charles Howard, uh, who started in 1937, uh, he ended up becoming the Macy's Day Parade Santa for a number of years. The school originally was just out of his house, and they talked about the history of St. Nicholas. They had somebody come out dressed as a bishop and talking a little bit about some of the facts of St. Nicholas's life, legends and facts of Christmas. Once that was done, they had us go back out to where the tables were. The veterans were told to go out first. Then the newbies were told to go out and sit with some of the veterans. And I learned a ton from there. Things like the sandwich insurance, the professional organizations, kind of like how to book gigs and, you know, which online resources were there or apps and just a lot of things that only you could learn from somebody who's been there and done that. Then we went back in, uh, we were told about, you know, how to sing with children. And we were told if you can sing like Santa because you are Santa. Talked about breathing exercises and so how to, to sing a little bit better. And we were also told some songs that are more Santa friendly if you're not a confident singer than others. And we were given some of that information. Then we had some theater education on how to perform and embody the character of Santa Claus. Some theater instructors came in and told us how to warm up and to be prepared and present for the performance and warm up our bodies and voices for the performance. And there's like how to relax tension, do neck exercises, shoulder rolls, face extensions, tongue push-ups, which are kind of fun to do. And then say things like seven Santas sing silly songs and it's just kind of like to warm up your voice and get your tongue and voice and everything ready. We were told about three key expressions for being a Santa, uh, joy and happiness, surprise, and then showing interest. And then good gestures to use as Santa when you only have one arm available and you've got a child on, on your knee and your one arm's taken up. So we were told about reindeer, how Santa's reindeer are actually, except for Rudolph, are female because cows lose their horns in March. Bulls would lose their horns in late November, early December. So you know, if the Santa's reindeer were male, then they wouldn't have any horns for the trip. And then we got to see a kindergarten class come in and visit. Now with that, the kindergarten class was told that everybody in the audience was just Santa cousins, that this was a Claus family reunion and the dean and his wife of the school actually got dressed up in full regalia and the, the Santa throne was there on the, the stage of the auditorium. And so this kindergarten teacher brings her class in we got to see Santa in action and how he interacts with the kids and what happens when they ask for something that they probably shouldn't get. One kid asked for a four by four and the dean expertly was able to, to change the subject on that. And we learned a lot just by viewing that. Then we got some more lessons about singing um, and some of those Santa friendly songs are Jolly Old St. Nicholas, Jingle Bells and Rudolph. And then we were told about the art of storytelling. You start to ask the kids questions before they ask you questions. And then that way you can guide the whole conversation. And then you can tell whatever story you want out of that called climbing the tree. And then we were given a demonstration by a custom wig company. For those that aren't real bearded Santas, there was really very nicely done custom wigs and beards and they, they looked real. They were actually made from real human hair. And then after presentation about wigs and beards. We were given a little tutorial about makeup, especially for Santa's that book uh, picture 
times because you don't want makeup that reflects light. And we were told all about that and how to put on the makeup. And then we had seen kindergarten kids in action with Santa. So then to start wrapping everything up, they brought in high school kids to tell us about some of the things they remember most about their visits with Santa Claus as the younger and some things that they really liked and maybe some of the not so good things that they had experienced when they were kids with Santa as, as an educational thing. But they were all very respectful and it was really nice and we could ask them questions, they could ask us questions and it was kind of interesting to get the kindergartner's point of view when they when we got to see him visit with Santa and then also with the high school older ones. Uh, basically classes started at nine that day and we finished up around four. We met at the Midland Santa House where the dean of the Santa school actually does his Santa visits for the, the town. And there's lots of animatronics. There's another Santa throne in there. Just an enormous amount to see and hear. So that was just day one. Hello, Brandon Scott. Here I am with day two. I did forget to mention one big thing from day one. We did learn about how to uh, conduct virtual uh, Santa visits and how to spice it up and how make it seem magical. Uh, we saw a very uh, impressive demonstration from two of the presenters and they actually showed us the video of one of their virtual visits. And then we split up the ladies that were there to learn about being Mrs. Claus this is the one time where we really split up. The dean's wife, Mrs. Claus, took the uh, the ladies into a different room and they were talking about a couple of subjects and then all of the Santas stayed with Santa Dean. And we were talking about a variety of topics, including how to answer some of the most difficult questions. And so that was very helpful. Then after the two breakout sessions with the Mr. Claus and Mrs. Claus, then everybody was brought back together and an accountant was talking to us about the counting basics for Santa. And he gave us a top 10 list of tax and personal financial planning tips. Then we loaded up basically some Greyhound style buses and we all left for Owasso, uh, Michigan, where there's a, like a train mill museum and also where the uh, 1225 train was, which was the exact train that was used by Van Allsburg as the model for the train in the Polar Express. And then we took a train ride to another little town where the buses were going to meet us. And then from there, we had some snafus. We were supposed to go to Bronner's after eating dinner that night, but the timing got thrown off for the day, which was all right because my wife and I, we just stopped at Bronner's on the way out of town anyway. But we had a wonderful dinner at the Bavarian Inn. The highlight of the day was just being able to see the train and Polar Express is the, the one movie. It's a tradition in my family. We watch the Polar Express right before we go to bed on Christmas Eve. So it's just amazing to see the, the train and take a picture by the train and then have a big group picture with the rest of Santa. So that was day two. And uh, I will talk to you next time about day three. Hello, Brandon Scott. On to day three, the last day of the Charles W. Howard Santa School. Uh, we met up at the Midland Center of the Arts in the morning. We talked about different topics such as, you know, you never promise anything as a Santa, even if the child is sitting on your lap and, the, and telling you what they want and the parents behind them nodding, yes, you never promise anything. Some things might fall through or even if they're definitely getting that gift, you don't want to ruin the mystery and of, you know, the what if factor uh, for Christmas morning. Then 
we learned about sign language that Santa would know, told us how to say different family members, mom, dad, how to say, what do you want? Uh, Merry Christmas and some different uh, words and, and how you might be able to sing like jingle bells kind of by signing. Of course, we'd have to practice all of that. They gave us all the knowledge and they it's even included in a, a booklet about how to do these signs, but definitely something we need to practice outside of that. But we were given all the tools we need so we can sign to hearing impaired children we might see as Santa. Uh, then we were talking about the responsibilities and respect for the position of Santa Claus, things like personal hygiene, dress meticulously, have an air of assurance, listen with your heart, be on time, no out of character, don't eat any garlic or anything like that before a gig, make sure you have fresh bath, if that includes having like a broken candy cane with you at all times, so you can just take care of that to make sure that you're doing the best that you possibly can be as a Santa. Then from there, we had to do some Santa dancing because you know sometimes santa will you know sing but also maybe dance with if they were part of a party uh, and had to entertain some kids and a dance instructor kind of showed us how to take different movements like let's say shoveling snow turn into a, you know some winter activities turn that into a dance or acting like you're shoveling snow I mean, snow angels etc it was actually pretty fun and and then from there we were excused from the Midland Center of Arts and the classwork itself was done. We met up at a workshop for a local construction company. And normally every year you get to make a toy of some sort. This year we made a little toolbox out of wood, the wood parts. It was really easy to put together. There was instructions. So, you know, Santa's a toy maker. So everybody got to make their own little toolbox. And we can put, you know, toys and say, hey, we make these tools. So once we make our toys with, then at the construction company in one of the buildings was the parade float sleigh with animatronic reindeer there and we got to you know climb a ladder get into the sleigh have fun with that everybody got a turn there was a static sleigh that was just on the ground that we could take pictures on if we wanted there was basically a, a train which was kind of like a trolley car kind of thing that we could you know it, it looked like a train but it had wheels and you could go around the construction company just for fun have a ride just for the experience then we are excused until 5.30. Then we had to show back up at the Great Hall Banquet and Convention Center. And this was for the graduation banquet and ceremony. They announced all of the first timers to the school first. We got a nice certificate and also a little golden Santa trophy. After the newbies, then the, the veterans that one had been there before lined up. Then there were some closing remarks and that was the end of the school, but it was um, all three days were very long, but fun. You got your money's worth it. You cost a little bit to do it, but like I said, we nearly 12 hour days. They were long days, fulfilling days, fun days. And for anybody who wants to be a Santa or even just loves Christmas, this is the place to be. It was three days of nothing but Christmas merriment after every guest speaker he said, we have a treat for you. Everybody had to get up and we would, you know, he would tell us what song he wanted us to sing our guest speaker. So we were singing, you know, Rudolph, Jingle Bells, Santa Claus is Coming to Town. We sang so many Christmas carols throughout uh, the three days. And it was just fantastic. And I've made some very good friendships, including ones where we usually text back and forth almost every day now since then. 
networking. I've made some connections where I know they've said, you know, they gave me their email and their personal number and said, if you have any questions, let me know. Uh, I'm definitely more educated as a Santa, more prepared to be a Santa. And it was just great being, let's just say, among my people, you know, these crazy people that just live to be Santa. And it was absolutely fantastic. It was a wonderful experience. And I will definitely plan on doing it again. Thanks, guys. Absolutely incredible work, David. Thank you so much for putting together this diary. Now, if I pull the curtain back a little bit, it was about 30 minutes of audio. (gasps) Wow. And I got it down to 11 minutes for time because we don't have all the time in the world. Absolutely amazing. I wish I could attend. It sounds like it's not cheap, Bran. With all of those included meals and trains and workshops and building stuff. Amazing. So official, though. I got to be honest, though. I I didn't know that seeing the inspiration for the Polar Express train was on my bucket list, but now it is. There you go. So thank you. And now it is. Yeah. I knew that part was going to resonate with you. Definitely check out the pictures on the Instagram. And David, thank you so much for doing that for us. I love it. All right. Next segment, movies and music. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Yeah. Put something on. Watch something good. It's movies and TV. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Thank you. We have a clip from Joe Fulton, the Christmas aficionado. Yeah. At my request, he reviewed the Frasier episode, Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz. Here we go. So is Frasier Jewish? He's not, but Mrs. Moskowitz thinks he is. Here's my review and recap of the classic Christmas television Frasier episode, starting now. Christmas is approaching, and Frasier orders a tasteful Christmas tree from a luxury department store that will be delivered fully decorated on Christmas Eve. He's also purchasing a menorah for his son Frederick, who is half Jewish, but sadly he will be spending the Christmas holiday on an archaeological tour with dried up old bones or Lilith. Spending Christmas with dried up old bones? (laughs) I thought I told you. She's taking him on an archaeological tour. (laughs) Frazier attempts to purchase a sweater for Roz as she steps away, but she gets caught, but only to have Mrs. Muskowitz step in and pretend that she is buying it. Seeing the menorah, she suggests Frazier have a date with her daughter, Faye. What is it you're looking to get for your daughter? A date with a nice unattached doctor. After a quick blind date, things are going well until Faye discovers that Frazier isn't Jewish. Aren't you Jewish? No. She is worried about what her mother will think, and Frazier agrees to play along and pretend that he is Jewish. Of course, because this is Frazier, everything gets chaotic at this point, so here's everything that happens and goes wrong. Martin wants to hang his Rudolph decoration, but it's not tasteful enough for Frazier, who hangs his giant wreath on the fireplace instead, but he quickly has to remove it before Faye's mother arrives. Eddie the dog runs into the room dressed as Santa. Frazier gets confused, telling the story of his bar mitzvah and buying the moyle who performed his circumcision. Yes, I just wanted to show him that there were no hard feelings. Frazier doesn't have any manischewitz, so Niles just adds two spoonfuls of sugar to a glass of wine. That's dreadful. Perfect. Niles plays along, pretending to be Jewish, calling their father Papa and giving a wine toast of Lohayim Mazel Tov, Next year in Jerusalem. Take it down a notch, Tevye. Martin pretends to be Jewish by answering a question with a question. Mrs. Moskowitz would love to have a taste of what Fraser is cooking, but Fraser has to pretend it's a brisket, but it's really a ham. Oh! The Christmas tree Fraser ordered is delivered, and Marty has it hidden in the bathroom while Fraser has everybody step away onto the balcony. 
Daphne's theater group is putting on a holiday review. She asks Niles to take over the role of Jesus, since the man who was playing him slept in the shower. They discover Miles dressed as Jesus, using his nose spray in the bathroom with the tree. He quickly leaves with Mrs. Moskowitz commenting, I understand this is your busy time. Faye tells her mother she's overbearing and sometimes hates her, after admitting that Fraser is just not really Jewish. And then the episode ends with Martin and Fraser in a passionate fight, ending in tears. We never should have tried this. We're not Jewish. No. <laughs> so final thoughts. The chaotic Frasier episodes were always exceptional. They feel like a play, and you realize how good these actors really are. It's one of my favorite of the 264 episodes of Frasier, and I highly recommend you check it out. I give this episode an A+. And for you Deck the Hallmark fans, I'm going to creep it. <laughs> That's my review of Frasier. Merry Christmas, Mrs. Moskowitz from the sixth season. What episode should I review next? I'm the Christmas aficionado, and remember, stay off the naughty list. Happy holidays, everybody! Oh, so good. Incredible work, Joe. Always Thank so you good. so much for Always. doing that. And chef's kiss to the creaming at the end, Brian. I, I forgot to tell you about that. That's I so wanted good. to see your awesome reaction, and you did not disappoint. It made me giggle. Uh, I've never seen Fraser. What? Oh, really? I actually remember this exact episode after he started talking about it. So that was kind of fun as well. There you go. Sounds like a funny show. It was good. It was really good. Uh, Joe will be back Thumbs with up from Brandon 2023. <laughs> <laughs> Joe will be back with us uh, when we restart the party episodes in January. Until then, you can find him on YouTube at the Christmas aficionado. So thanks, Joe. Absolutely. Last segment, Brand, can you lead us into recipes and crafts? Give me those Christmas cookies, man. I want to eat it right now. It's time for the Christmas recipes. Meow. Wow. <laughs> oh, God. It hasn't been my best day, guys. It hasn't been my best day. The cat callback was excellent, though, Bran. Uh, yeah, you. that was great. That was great. Not my best day, but I've only been playing with this for a couple hours. So okay. Just be patient with me. Shannon, okay. could you read our email from Kristen Lowe? Yes, Kristen Lowe is actually a friend of mine. Oh well, my gosh! From, from social media. Uh, good morning, morning people. Morning. After hearing Rose discuss muffins versus cupcakes in April, I was reminded of Mupcakes in The Good Witch. Mupcakes are cherry cupcakes with orange frosting, so here's a recipe for the October Christmas party. Happy Halloween and Merry Christmas. Now, we're not going to read the entire recipe because this one is a long recipe and you'd be sitting here listening to teaspoons of baking soda and all that. But I will post it on our social media along with these photos. Can you give us the update, Shannon? Yes, the update. And she actually did send the pictures to me, so I saw them first. Oh, good. I will just say. But she finally made them and she said they're pretty delicious. Here they are in a Halloween but make it Christmas setting. It's on a plate with a skeleton in the background mm -hmm. with some lights in the front. It, awesome. Oh, but also uh, like pine needles in the background, too. Yeah, so. it's, it's really, really cool. Thank you. I love it. These look great. I like the idea of a cherry cupcake with orange frosting. I would eat that. Brian, I don't think you've met a cupcake you wouldn't eat, but what's the verdict on this one? I'm a little bit scared. Why? I'm a little bit scared. I just like... Do you like the flavor of cherry? Not really. Ah, okay. There's the problem. I see. But I'm also just like mainly like when it comes to like, like I like chocolate stuff. I don't know. 
Okay, well, I will happily eat them and then drop dead from it. Thank you, Kristen. I appreciate it. There you go. Shannon, I would read this one for variety, but I want everyone to get their full fill of Shannon before the end of the year. So we have an email <gasps> oh. from Aaron Beth Cermak. Wow. It's a little bit long, but it the photo is so gorgeous. I can't wait for everybody to see it. I'm excited to read this. Apparently, it's my last episode because these guys are mm. kicking me yeah, off. Yeah, you know what you did. Yep. Uh, as co-host. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From Aaron Beth Cermak, I am all about Christmas traditions and Christmas morning presents under the tree is one I try to make special every year. As many families do, my kids have always had their own special paper each year. Even though my kids are now grown and I have two little grandbabies to spoil, I have continued this tradition with a little twist. During COVID, when I had time on my hands and needed something to keep me busy between Christmas snacks and while watching Hallmark movies, all the Christmas present sewing was done and there was still time before Christmas, so I sewed fabric gift bags for each gift I gave that year. I still kept the tradition of each kid having their own pattern and each gift went in a perfectly sized bag. After Christmas, I packed them away, and the following Christmas, I used them again. It has made wrapping so much easier, and this special wrapping has extended to every gift I give on all occasions. I haven't bought wrapping paper or paper gift bags since 2020, and everyone loves the handmade bags their gifts are delivered in. I always tell people, keep the bag and reuse it on a gift, or you can give it back. I will pass it on. That's a great idea. Making handmade gift bags takes a little extra time, but it is well worth the personalized touch I can make on the wrapping. I like to match fabric to a person's likes, the occasion, or the gift itself. If you can sew or want to learn a new hobby on an easy project, I recommend adopting this gift-giving tradition. The first year, there is a good amount of work that goes into it, but after that, most presents just slide into bags you already have. I have included a pic of my tree from last year with some of my homemade wrapping presents underneath, wishing you all a Christmas full of special traditions, good memories, and blessed moments. Okay, Brent, do you remember a couple months ago we talked about the debate between gift bags and wrapping presents? I do. And we said that, yeah, when it comes to us, we usually just put it in a gift bag because wrapping's a lot of work. Well, Aaron Beth said, hold my beer on this one (laughs) and said, I am going to sew Mm. gift bags instead of wrapping. So she one-upped it to the extreme here. I love the idea. I think it's amazing. Yeah, well, and here's, I mean, I would have done this years ago. I didn't know that was an option. So now that I have been given permission to sew, (laughs) I will be doing this moving forward. The number of times (laughs) you've been sitting in front of your sewing machine. Oh, and I'm just like, oh, I wish I could just make my Christmas wrapping out of this. But it's against the rules. But now that I know that you can, I will join the good fight. Yeah. She said in there, it has made wrapping so much easier. I would like to call fooey on that one. <laughs> no, easier is a load-bearing word in yeah. that sentence here. It depends how much time you have. So, But I love it, and you yeah. should definitely check out the photo. Absolutely. Shannon, I want my Christmas morning to look like this. Oh, looks sure. beautiful. Looks it beautiful. looks beautiful. What's going on there with those, uh, With the what is that, on the left side of the fireplace? What are those guys? Uh, it looks like some sort of... Uh, Dolls. I can't really tell. Good. Good. Good for her. Okay. Maybe well. they're elves. Uh, Aaron Beth, write us in and let us know the next thing you handcrafted <laughs> for your Christmas morning and make me feel worse oh. about myself. That'd be great. Yeah. Thank you for sending that in. It looks amazing. I would like to be on Aaron Beth's gift recipient list. Uh, who wouldn't? Right? Who wouldn't? I would keep that bag in a hot minute. All right. We have one more 
not email because it's a an audio clip submission if you will submission if you will thank you <laughs> words are hard yeah brand do you remember listener chad has written in quite a bit of course i remember okay. listener chad from the christmas cousins podcast well now you spoiled the surprise he started his own podcast and i haven't brought it up yet because he has been meaning to send us a submission so I was holding off on oh, that. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, that's okay. I apologize for ruining every everything. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> Shannon and I are used to it. Um, wow. But wow. I've been on his Christmas Cousins podcast. It is a whole lot of fun. And he will tell us about it. And if you have any follow-up questions, I'll be happy to answer them on his behalf after. But he sent us a clip about his world-famous hot cocoa bar, Ears Perked Up brand. Are you ready? I'm ready, baby. Hello, hello, or should I say ho, 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 morning people. This is listener Chad, a.k.a. Cousin Chad, from the Christmas Cousins podcast and a morning person since day one. Yes, I have listened to every single episode. Big fan. I wait for it every week, all year, and love when you go daily. The Christmas Cousins podcast itself, if you're not familiar with us, basically I found out, believe it or not, my cousin Seth, he celebrated the holiday but not the season, had no idea about all the day-to-day -day fun that was happening as we celebrate Christmas throughout the year, or even just in October or November or December, all the fun foods and songs and other activities. He was just doing the day, completely missing out. So our podcast is basically me being the merry maestro guide, showing him all the fun you could have throughout the seasons. And Seth is the festive freshman who kind of learns a lot about this with his wide-eyed enthusiasm, had his first pumpkin beer on air, pumpkin coffee, uh, learning some of the histories of the songs and things that he was just not doing. So that's the podcast. But what I'm here today to share for this monthly party is all about my own tradition that I started with my children who are now both teenagers and still absolutely love it. It's my world-famous hot cocoa bar. So check this out. Picture a Hallmark B&B, &B, like a cabin where all day, every day, you can get all the treats and hot cocoa you want. So before they wake up on every single weekend throughout the holiday season, from November through the holidays, Saturdays and Sundays, they wake up to a full carafe of piping hot chocolate that stays hot all day and I refill it as necessary. I take about a half hour. I decorate it. I play music as I'm setting it up. My wife helps me. Sometimes I do it on my own. But by the time the kids walk out, it's fully decorated around it. It's a full breakfast bar length of just multiple types of cookies, a full fixins bar with whipped cream and sprinkles, marshmallows, crushed peppermint. There's music playing. There's gingerbread. There's so many things. And of course, a full array of Christmas mugs so they can choose what they want. The kids love it. I love it. They have friends over. We have visitors come by or family or friends. Everybody can just grab a cup throughout the day. I love it. It gives such a cool, like you're in a ski chalet or just whisked away while you're in that little space of the house. So I hope you can all try it at home. It's super simple to do, super fun, and really gets you in the mood as you're setting it up. And throughout the day, just makes it festive and fun. Let us know if you do try it. I highly recommend it. That's the world famous hot cocoa bar. Again, I'm listener Chad, a.k.a. Cousin Chad. Thanks so much to the morning people and Brandon Scott for what you guys do. Love the show. Keep it up. Merry Christmas, everybody.
If I wasn't already feeling bad enough about myself right? for not sewing my own gift bags, oh my Chad gosh. is waking up every weekend in November and December and doing uh. all of this. And just for context, yeah. Bran, before I left for the North Pole this morning, my daughter said, Dad, I need breakfast. And I said, there's a half-eaten fruit roll-up on the counter. Oh you can my have. gosh, Scotty. <laughs> and he's over here making all this hot cocoa refilling things. So wow. everybody is better than me is uh. the theme for today. I love hot chocolate. And I know you do. I think what I, I would love to hear more about like how he makes his hot chocolate. Like, okay. like yeah. the actual, uh, like, is it just like, cause a, a crab is pretty big. Like, right. is yeah. there a recipe that he uses or is it just like a bunch yeah. of different packets or how does he do that? I wish he would have, Oh my gosh. That, that sounded passive aggressive. Uh, I, was, I was about to say, I wish he would have told us that. Um, <laughs> but what I mean is please get back to us because I think I might try this this year. This is really cool. Shannon, are you a hot cocoa fan? I, I love hot cocoa and this sounds like so much fun and honestly like maybe you have people over and have like a party this year you could do a hot cocoa bar and then make it an adult hot cocoa bar mm. with like uh -oh. Irish cream <laughs> yeah. and like peppermint schnapps it always goes that direction with Shannon doesn't oh, it come on. on this one but no like I bartend <laughs> on the side so I mean we do we do spiked hot That's chocolates true. and yep. that would be a lot of fun like make it an adult hot cocoa bar have like an ugly Christmas sweater party, cookie yeah. decorating. Oh, that'd be a lot of fun. I just like the idea of like basically having hot chocolate on tap like all day. As the day goes on, it's just like, Broop, give me some more. Yeah, this is like when you're in a hotel and you go by the lobby and there's free coffee available and you're like, oh, I wasn't going to have coffee, but hey, it's right there. I'll have some. Yeah, here it I is. would do that. Here Shannon, uh, for the adults out there, what are some good uh, spirits to spike hot chocolate with? Okay. Well, Irish cream. Mm -hmm. I don't care for the flavor of Irish cream. So what else could I use? Like a, like a ba like Bailey's yeah. basically. Like Bailey's, but you could get a better Irish cream at like a local liquor store. Um, definitely, you know, you could do rum, you could do peppermint schnapps. Ooh. A lot of people like Fireball or cinnamon whiskey. Yeah, you know my thing with cinnamon and chocolate, though. Let's not relitigate that. Yeah, or or you could do like a the peanut butter whiskey, like a Ooh, like Grand Lights. peanut butter hot chocolate. Now Cinnabon. we are talking. I actually, I mm -hmm. actually have done that before, and it's okay. delightful. I'm sure you have. Brian, didn't yeah. you have something the other day? You just told me at the the marathon that was really yummy. What was it? Yeah, uh, well, I had we had a couple of uh, wonderful things. We had um, like a pepper peppermint bar, basically a peppermint schnapps, but um, it, it was, was rum, rum shada. shada. Yeah, peppermint rum shada, which was really yummy. And then I had this Evan Williams apple cider, mm. and it was delicious. And the only thing I wish that I was able to do, but I couldn't because we didn't have the ability. I wish I had it warm like mm. that, oh, warm with yeah. like a cinnamon stick in there call Ooh. it a day like that i mean i'm i'm i gotta go i'm gonna go a little hot toddy for you <laughs> gonna, a little okay. hot toddy hot toddy well, <laughs> that concludes the christmas evening part mm -hmm. of the episode here where we but it was under recipes and crafts right so it, it's the appropriate place for it there are a few things i love more than a, a, a festive beverage and it's five o'clock somewhere like they say so that's exactly right that's right. Please drink responsibly. Well, that's our party episode. Boy, it was a long one today, but we had everything to get in before the end of the year because we are going to be busy beavers over the next eight weeks. That's right. And you 
And you might be wondering, what, what do I even bother emailing in? Do I even bother sending stuff? Yes. Why do they talk like that? I don't know. I don't know okay. why. Yeah. Um, it's just like on my end, that's how I hear it. So I think maybe oh, there's like right, some right. sort of weird like distortion thing or something. Um, but yes, we need your emails to get us through the holiday season. We, we try to read an email or two every day. And so please uh, leave your emails, um, leave your reviews. We'll, we will do a, a review update every every day, but um, leave it. Leave a review and um, give us all the stuff because while we won't be doing a Christmas party, the show still very much relies on the input of the the people. And so please email us Christmas morning podcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Looking forward to that. Shannon, we're going to miss you, but we will figure out a way to make sure you're there more than just in spirit. And I don't know, I might feel like doing like a New Year's Eve party type episode, maybe like a Christmas wrap up. People could write in and say all the things they did and all the amazing stuff they did that was better than what I did. That would would be fun to hear. Mm -hmm. If people want it, Write in. Let us know. I'll start a petition. Absolutely. No, I'm kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> a petition. Okay, good. That, that's good. Well, until next week, wow. I think we have a couple days of rest and then and then it's on. Next Wednesday. It just so happens that November 1st is Wednesday. So you'll get a regular episode next week followed by Thursday and Friday as well. And then it's Monday through Friday uh, through the through the holiday itself. So we're very excited about it. I am excited. I was just joking before when I was talking about how much work it was. No, you are See, now I'm completely in the Christmas spirit. I could go for another hour here. I know, Scott. Scotty, I, I know this happens sometimes with you. You wake yeah. up, you're a little bit grumpy, and then as the show goes on, it, you realize that we're talking about Christmas. There's nothing exactly. to be upset Come about. On. Well, remember, I'm significantly older than you, oh, Brand. So man. sometimes it just takes a little longer for the engine to warm up. But now I'm ready to go. Let's do another yeah. hour. Right, Shannon, let's, let's do, do another party. No, let's not. All right. Well, thank you for joining us, everybody. If you want to get in touch with us, Podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, whatever you want to say, even if it's just hi. 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 That's exactly right. We're going to be back next Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Until then, Merry Merry Christmas. Christmas.